Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys and gals, this is Jesse. And this is Kyle. And we're back again for the next episode for the JK Podcast. We have an exciting show for you tonight. We got a few things to talk about our Halloween. Yeah. Some changes that we have both made. And then, of course, uh, we also have some updates for Stranger Things. And then we have a really good guest coming on to the show, Miss Susie Short. Yes. Return one of our first guests that we actually had on the podcast. Um, so basically what we have really... Is episode 27 is called The Follower of Things. Yeah. Um, we're basically just going to start off with something fresh. But first and foremost, before uh, Miss Susie Short calls in, Kyle, how have you been, man? Yeah, I've been been doing pretty good. Went through a little, you know, a little bumpy road and stuff. You know, that's why we we kind of took a little hiatus. We we both had things going on. I know you have too. And right, right. Um, you know, we we've made some changes in our lives for the better and. Uh, so here we are. We're trying to get things going back again and um, uh, even stronger. So I know you're excited and we've, we've both been excited about this new podcast. Absolutely. It's definitely been a, a challenge. Um, we've had a lot of things going on uh, the last couple of weeks. So we do apologize for the hiatus that we did have. But we do have some good, really, really, really good stuff in store for you guys and gals today. So hopefully we can have something going and get started. Um, so basically what we have is uh, some awesome updates about the Stranger Things. Um, Kyle, I know, has been keeping up more so with that than myself. Uh, started watching Gotham uh, again, getting caught up with that show. Some really good fall TV shows coming out and some really uh, good ones that are also coming to an end. Um, yeah. Such as, you know, some of the ones that people are uh, craved about and has crazed about as well. So, you know, for example, I, I guess... Um, I heard Pretty Little Liars was one of them that was getting canceled. There was like a list of 50 mm-hmm. shows that they had that came out. And so there's a lot of big shows that are being moved or being canceled. And also one that Netflix actually announced that this uh, Longmire is actually going to be the last one, the last yeah. season on that. So I know that your family is really big about that. I mean, I know you like that show. Yeah, it's really cool because it, it shows that uh, a simple man can still have that uh, Sherlock feel. Right. And he's very cunning. He's the uh, Longmire detective. He, you know, he's from like Montana, South Dakota area, right out there. And uh, you know, it's kind of cowboy up out there. Oh yeah. So it's one of those kind of feels of that cowboy aspect, but very uh, intelligent at the same time with like common sense meets intellect. Right. Meets this detective, and he's what, what, he's a sheriff of what county again? Do you remember? Oh man, it's been a while since I've seen it, yeah. but. Um, with everything that's been going on, but yeah, I can't remember what county it was. Well, it'll be coming back soon on Netflix, I think, in the yeah. next couple of weeks. And then also, I started watching the you know Winona Earp uh, show yes. on Netflix as well, so that looks very uh, promising. Yeah, indeed. and it was uh, you were telling me about it, and it got me interested. Uh, you had to tell them a little bit more about it, but what's cool about it is that it's kind of like an underdog show that's really gotten some popularity. So you guys and gals out there will have to definitely check it out. Awesome, awesome. Also, uh, Kyle, just kind of tell everybody, have you been lately? Yeah, just, uh, you know, me and the wife have recently, you know, moved. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's been good. I just recently got a new job, so everything's coming together. And, you know, you had a big help with that at the same time. So uh, we're getting back into the fold of things and the swing of just having that, that rundown trying to get back into class, you know, with school on the side. So a lot of things going on, um, you know, being excited about the new uh, car shows that are coming up, you know, big on, you know, that stuff. But I uh, got some plans for the uh, the Integra. So, you know, things like that has been moving right along. So, um, but how have you been, man? Uh, things have been pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. Just been focused on work and, uh, of course, trying to get things prepared. We got – uh, an up, uh, up or uh, upkeep and some exciting news for our one year anniversary coming up for the yes. podcast. So, and we're also looking uh, into some other uh, talent to bring onto the show. So, I've been kind of busy scouting, working, and uh, getting things put together. And of course, like you said, we had some moves that we had to make and some changes. Um, so, that's definitely looking like it's going to be something pretty yeah. good for us as well. 
So yeah, um, it's, it's going to be good, man. How are you feeling about this new Star Wars movie coming out? Man, this new Star Wars movie is uh, going to be pretty cool. Now, I've seen something in line the other day and things I was checking out um, today uh, as well. When I was at Rite Aid, I was picking up just a drink and, you know, some random things. Uh, uh, Daisy Scott uh, Ridley. Right. Uh, what's her name? Daisy that's going to be the the lead the lead role of course in the new movie mm-hmm. uh again mm-hmm. uh you know seeing what's going to happen with that character to unfold she's on the front of uh um uh man what's the uh not not vanity yeah vanity, vanity magazine. Uh, kind of like yeah like that kind of thing. so she's on the front with uh it, it's the way they worded it it was really cool it was like daisy uh is it what's her last name i can't remember right offhand is it a girl from star wars yes Okay, that's oh man. I can't remember her last name. I can't remember her last name, but Daisy Ray, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> basically, Miss Daisy. Uh, she is on the front, and it says on it, it says the force to be reckoned with. Hint, hint. You know what I mean? Right, it's really right. awesome. So I thought that was really cool. It's got it had I picked it up and looked through it. Um, talks about an interview with her, and uh, she's a uh, she's a really nice lady, man. She's uh, up and coming actress, and of course this has skyrocketed her career. Uh, and I think she's gonna. She talks about how. There's a few little not there are little spoilers that she had in there about what's going to be in store for the fans and what she's excited about when the movie comes out in the premiere. So I think it's going to be a really good movie. Um, it's going to tie it all over. And add to that, the guy who plays Quinn. We're going to hold on to that. Okay. We'll spoil it here in a little <laughs> bit. Because I know you get to keep, just keep going on about Star Wars like I can keep going about Star yeah. Wars. And I also have something to tie into. I got two big things to announce. Okay. That's okay. very exciting with with that whole thing. So I'll hold off and wait after Miss Susie comes on. That's right. We're gonna have a little spoiler for that topic there. But first and foremost, one of our first guests on the podcast, and she's yeah. returning today. We have some really good uh, feedback from our listeners, of course, when she came on the show. So we had to bring her back and hopefully have her back on for the next uh, podcast uh, that we'll have her on. We'll probably end up being the uh, one-year anniversary for our <laughs> podcast. But, Miss Susie, how are you doing today? Hey, y'all. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> We're doing great over here. Kyle's doing good. He's he's not having any gas or anything, so I'm, I'm, I'm good, too. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Miss Susie? <laughs> I'm so excited to be on your program today. And I was listening to the Star Wars. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all excited for that December uh, preview, and uh, you know, for the Star Wars, I'll probably end up seeing it at least four or five times before the new year. Uh, we're all excited. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I was just thinking, um, you know, we're we're gonna have this anniversary. You know, Miss Susie, uh, December fourth is when we started this thing with JK podcast, and how cool would it be to have like a uh, a party, I guess you could say, of like everyone together and and to see you play in person would be, you know, really awesome. Well, let's try to make it happen. And guess what? I can play Star Wars for y'all. There you and go. There we Star- go. I like it. Yeah. Set it up. I'll be there. Awesome, awesome. We'll definitely have to get that set up and, and get something started. Um, I know you've had a lot of uh, stuff going on. I know before we talked, or I'm sorry, after we talked last podcast. You had a lot of events, a lot of things going on, some travels and some things getting set up. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you have uh, been doing. Well, uh, last Friday I had the opportunity to perform uh, with the 50-piece orchestra at the Lyric Theater in Birmingham. It was uh, Birmingham Bicentennial, and I performed with the Temptation Review, Jennifer Holliday, Ruben Stuttered right. and Bo Bice. So that's what Ruben Stuttered's been doing. Yeah, well, yeah. That's great. And yeah, we've had a... were so gracious. I mean, they were so humbled and just down to earth. You know, I've been listening to The Temptations all my life. And I never thought in a million years, you know, being in the entertainment business, that I would be, you know, performing, you know, in the orchestra for the Temptations, I'm sitting, playing my part, doing my business, and they're like singing their songs, doing their little dance routine, and I'm like, oh my goodness. 
Can they still move? They still got it? Oh, my gosh, they can move. And, <laughs> Is it uh, like Jennifer you ever pass their, their, like, you what? know, dressing room and you see them like the tin man with the oil can put them on the knees and the elbows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, they they were very cool. And Jennifer Holliday, um, she, I think, rose to fame through Broadway um, debut right, yeah. with the girls. And mm-hmm. she played like Diana Ross. And wow. she, I met her backstage, and she was one of my idols. And I just hugged her and thanked her. And, I mean, she got two standing ovations. I, it's going to be broadcast, I believe. I don't know when. It might be on a public uh, television channel, and I'll keep you all posted. But, of course, we couldn't take audio or video, of course. Um, but uh, I wish I could have recorded because it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just we had a sellout crowd, so it was awesome. It was just very, very cool. How was it feeling like when you were sitting in that, you know, was it the <laughs> arena or a theater, playing for the Temptations and having that view with the lights shining down? I've been entertaining entertainers for a lot of years, but one, like I said, one of my idols, I mean, the Temptations, they're, you know, just part of history. And like I said, I was trying to focus on my part. I did 98%. You know, did focus on that, but then I'm looking up and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're dancing and singing right in front of me. <laughs> now, did that add a little was, pressure playing for both them and, you know, Miss Holiday? Oh, of course, of course. But, you know, you have to put on your game face like anything. And, you know, I just get lost in my work and, you know, like, yeah. you know, and I was compensated very well. And, you know, that's what you got to do. You just have to put your game face on and just do it. Now, how many strings did. did you break before you actually had to perform? I did not break anyone. Look at you. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, that's great. No, I if did not. Me, if it had been me, I think it would have been something like you know four or five, and maybe a couple blisters on my index and thumb from squeezing You're too fine. hard or something. Well, that's why you always prepare. You always, you know, a pack, I always pack like three or four packs of extra strings or extra set accessories <laughs> just in case. I always try to plan for the worst unfortunately you know you never know and that's why i got a gig bag so i mean i had my little emergency stash just in case now as far as the strings goes have you ever had a string actually pop mid performance and have to replace it or how did you deal with that situation i have and um what i did was unfortunately i what i did was i had a play on violin has four strings and mine popped was it? I think it was the East Ring. So fortunately at that moment, actually it was a wedding, and I just did it in another position. Nobody knew, and I fixed it after the fact. I mean, I I heard it, you know, pop. I just like twisted it off, and then, and then I just no one no one knew. I just covered it really well. Nice, uh, nice. very nice. Yeah. So you did basically like with the temptation to look up YouTube. Uh, he did that too. He popped a string and he just went on. That's what we do, you know. Just try to yeah. cover it as much as you as much as you can. It's where that uh, with that experience and uh, that professional level that you're on, you know, someone that was an amateur. Because I've you know I've played in band and I love music myself. And when you get to that point, uh, and it's basically like almost like a point of no return per se. But when you get to that point. Uh, the only thing you can do is try to uh, push through. I've I've been in those where a, a valve gets stuck or, uh, you know, there's buildup and I didn't, you know, drain it out properly or something like that when I was playing trumpet. So I understand completely. Right. Or in some instances, you know, I've had events where I was able to carry one or more instruments with me. So yeah. I always carry a backup just for that purpose because you never know, especially if I'm out of state, I'll have two or three on me. You know, just in case, you know, something happens, I have them ready. Oh, yeah. So now you have a, a few events that are coming up on uh, November the 3rd. You have the Oasis you're playing, I guess, for a couple of weeks. You'll be there. And then, uh, again, on 11-15 of November the 15th. Um, yeah. How excited are you to have these venues coming up before the end of the year? You know, I am. And, you know, this is a special project for me. Um I released Ridge to Grass earlier this year. That's part of my band. And mm-hmm. I'm actually getting more recognized as a artist rather than Susie the Wedding Fiddler. 
and Roots of Grass is my band, so we're trying to uh, get more projects and get you know get exposure locally and nationally. Um, we just added a uh, fourth person to our band. Ross Wilson has joined us. He's going to be lead vocals, ukulele, and um, and guitar. So he's going to be featured on Friday and on the 15th. I'm very blessed to have him. He's a tremendous asset to our organization. And so is awesome. Michael Callahan and Joshua Green. They are phenomenal musicians, and I'm blessed to, to work with them. So hopefully we can take it to the next level next year. Absolutely. Well, you've definitely had a lot of good projects going through, and one of them that you were talking about uh, earlier with myself was Dave's Pizza back in uh, or coming up in uh, November the 24th, right after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. Now, are you yeah. – when you go to these venues, are you do you have any demands or anything, or do you have any requirements like maybe like a bowl of jelly beans or like some water or coffee? <laughs> you mean a writer? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Dave's Pizza is a is a like a, a local famous establishment here in Birmingham, actually in Homewood, Alabama, and I've been trying for the last year and a half to get with them, and I finally got a gig with them and they have really awesome pizza and they're famous for their velvet elvis painting apparently a couple years ago it was stolen and it was found out throughout the united states people would take pictures of this velvet elvis and they have pictures of this velvet elvis all throughout the bathroom and the velvet elvis has returned to homewood Dave's pizza and it's like in a lock box and it's like with a light shining on it that's kind of their claim to fame it's really cool it's a really cool oh, place really to play. And for everyone to yeah. update got, on. If on you're that. in Birmingham, you got to check it out. So um, I love, well, you're saying Ryder. Well, they're going to provide us, you know, uh, you know, with some adult beverages and uh, and some pizza. So, hey, I can't beat that. Yeah, no. Hey, I'll yeah, take all the, great. you know, extra cheese slices I could get. <laughs> What you should do, though, is just to kind of, you know, impress people, is eat while you're playing at the same time. <laughs> Knowing I myself, I, I probably that, would do that. I'm using both hands, so that's going to be... I, I, could, I couldn't even do that. That's, that's funny. But that would be the impressive part. <laughs> that would be impressive. I don't know how I could do it. I guess i got to practice. <laughs> Absolutely. For everybody that... Uh, if you take a recap on who Susie is, she's been playing for over 15 to 20 years now. Uh, you know, she's known as what she said in the South as the wedding uh, fiddler, or Susie the wedding fiddler. And she's been well-trained musician. She's uh, also trained others. She's, uh, you know, known to play in several different genres. She's also a talented arranger and composer. As we heard, she's playing with the Temptations and uh, Miss Holiday as well. And being able to do that out in Las Vegas, I'm sure that even though she got paid for the gig, she probably lost it at the craps tables. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to do any gambling out there? Was I on camera? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when you were escorted out by the bouncer. <laughs> probably, yeah. I hardly, I mean, no kidding, all kidding aside, I, I hardly gamble. I like put $20 on roulette or the slot machines and I'm done. There you go. Well, do you get to have all the free drinks so that you want while you're playing with the Temptations, or is that, you know, that's a negative? Oh, gosh, no. No, no, no. This was, I mean, they provided water and snacks, but no no adult beverages. No, we don't drink on the job. <laughs> that's the after party, right? Yeah, that's the after party. <laughs> now, did they have one after the show, or what, did they, what is their routine? I believe they did, but, I, I mean, we all went home. I mean... That's that's part of them. We don't, you know, when I do a professional gig like that, I do don't. I mean, unless I'm asked to, you know, to partake in that, you know, it's a job. I just, you know, do my thing and I go home. Right, right, absolutely. Well, I I, I bet you they probably could party just as hard as they used to, like you know the Stones do today. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so these upcoming gigs that you have you know we spoke a little bit about those uh tell us about what you're planning on uh doing abroad um my agent just booked us uh we are going to be touring um japan scotland ireland 
Oh, wow. I'm, I'm jealous. To grass. Yeah. Re, uh, we're promoting that. And also as me as a solo artist. And um, this will be happening next year, next fall, actually. It's going to be like a 12-day tour. Awesome, awesome. Is there any uh, particular site that people can go to to be able to, to locate that or purchase tickets or to kind of plan ahead? Yes, um, I will have information. We're still um, talking about certain venues, but the, I mean, the tour has been booked. I just have to wait on, you know, the particular venues. We're waiting on the Gosh. England, I think. They, so awesome, um, awesome. I will, Absolutely. we'll have it on my website soon. Absolutely. And for people, too, that are also looking for Susie, you can find her uh, on iTunes and download her new album, Roots to Grass, for, you know, first EP, officially solo. And she's also had some other music that's come out. Some of the top rating songs that she has on there that, you know, we personally enjoy, that has pretty good reviews on there, is uh, Buck Creek Waters and, of course, the Molly yeah. Maguires. And we spoke about those the last time on the podcast. So you can download the, the album. Uh, it's just only five dollars on itunes you can also see her on a podcast uh that's also on there as well you can listen to us this short little podcast a little uh interview and speaking about you know miss short i got to listen to that a little bit and enjoyed the conversation that was in that podcast and of course going back and reviewing our own on jk podcast was mm-hmm. was pretty awesome and being able to kind of reflect upon what we talked about last time and seeing how much more that you have going on now is very impressive. And I know for us, we're very proud, you know, we're fans and of course having our listeners listen and, and being able to hear someone that they enjoy is also a blessing too. Oh, that means a lot to me. Thank you very, very much. I work well, thank very you. Hard and, and definitely, you know, we, we do plan on having you, uh, you know, come back for our one year anniversary show because that would be just amazing to have one of our first guests coming out. And then of course, hopefully by then we'll, have that European thing set and we can, you know, broadcast that, you know, around the world. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Now tell us about the 2018 gospel and baby lullabies that you're, you're going to be putting out there. Is that part of the tour? Is that going to be another album that you're working on? It's an, it's actually two albums I've been working on. It's been like a two, three year type of project. Um, It's not going to be part of the tour. It's just, um, I love gospel music. I was raised on gospel music, and that album is going to be featuring um, a lot. Of, you know, I love Elvis, and um, I'm trying to interpret the Elvis gospel, you know, but with the violin and guitar. So um, a couple tracks will be uh, Milky White Way and Run On, and then um, nice. my favorite hymn, uh, Thou Vision, of course. Amazing Grace, I'm going to kind of arrange it like a bluegrass style that has different hymns in it um, and just stuff like that. And then I got the idea to do, a, I've been getting requests to do baby albums because, you know, I'm known as Susie the Wedding Fiddler and I always, you know, uh, keep track of my clients through Facebook and they, you know, begin their new families and they always come back to me, you need to do a baby album. <laughs> so um, that's oh, what that's doing like about. lullabies and stuff. Yeah, lullabies, right. I've always, I always get asked, you need to do a lullaby album. So um, I'm in the process of doing that. I'm going to probably cool. write a couple lullabies. I'm in the process of working some kinks out of some songs that I wrote. Um, and then I, I probably is going to be on their Rainbow Connection, um, uh, the Brahms lullaby, and then Billy Joe's lullaby, and uh, nice. Itty Bitty Spider. Uh, Godspeed by the Dixie Chick. And all of this is going to be, you know, I have to get sync licensing and, you know, okay for all them. And, and that's that's all good. So I think, I think I'm going to yeah. write, like I said, uh, two or three maybe are going to be written by me. So are you, uh, or have you ever um, thought about doing something or expanding the genre as well as far as like maybe challenging yourself, like maybe, uh, you know, doing like some rock and roll, like maybe some ACDC on the violin? yes actually i do that for weddings i I actually uh after the temptation concert the next day i was in tupelo and my client when he hired me he wanted can't find my way home by blind faith so i did that one i 
Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. I did Space Odyssey by David Bowie. Oh wow! Oh, no, you didn't. Wow, Shelter that's by awful. Rolling Stones. So I, when I get these kind of weddings, I mean, it's a gift to me because I usually play Here Comes the Bride. And I'll, I'll, I mean, all the fun stuff. I love it. But when I get requests that, I mean, that's just it's like out of the box. I love it, and it was great. Yeah, I definitely think you should do maybe like a cover album and uh, something that you could do yeah. like, you know, some rock or something. That'd be kind of cool just to see something like that because you really don't see very many contemporary or, you know, classical or orchestra, you know, musicians or composers actually come out and put out, you know, things like this, you know. No, you're right. Uh, David Garrett, he is a classical violinist and, and actually he came, came out with uh, – Smooth Criminal and Sweet Child of Mine, Cashmere. Um, yeah. But at his wow. level, he's very awesome, and he's one of. I mean, I look up to him. I never met him personally, but I I, I buy his CDs. Um, yeah. But he's when you play. Yeah, and it's like when he plays, it is rock, but it but his mm-hmm. styling of what he does. It's still classical, if that makes any sense. I mean, it is a rock oh, yeah. song, but it's still, it's the way he interprets it is still classical. So what I'm going to yeah. do, I want to rock it out. I mean, I will rock it out. You know, I want, and I think you know me well enough, you know, when I play, I try to interpret interpret the original artist's vision. You know, you close your eyes, and I'll play Barbara Streisand or Michael Jackson. I try to, you know, give it that original, you know, spin on that song. Awesome. And actually, I have a couple questions to ask you from our audience that sure. sent so many. Um, it was actually uh, from my, my one of my family members that lives out in the in the West who loves contemporary and your style of music. Um, they wanted to know, if you had a choice to play, would you rather play in an orchestra setting or would you rather be front and center? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, I like to be front and center, but I also like to be in part of an orchestra. And being with the Temptations last week, I have not been part of an orchestra in over ten years. You know, oh, I wow. played, with, you know, with Wayne Newton, but I played with a with. A, I mean, it's it's a real small orchestra. I mean, and it's been over ten years with a full orchestra. So, yeah, I, I mean, I get the best of both worlds uh, to answer your question. I mean, yeah, I, I would perform either center or with an orchestra. Awesome, awesome. Another question they had for you is, if someone came to you and offered you a job for performing on a musical soundtrack for a movie that's coming out, which would you rather choose, Star Wars <laughs> or Harry Potter? <laughs> These are hard questions. <laughs> um, I love them both. Um, but if I had to pick one, um, hmm, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, okay. Why Harry Potter? Yeah. Why Harry Potter? Okay. I love John. Uh, I think, isn't Star Wars, didn't James Williams? Or, I can't remember the composer of Star Wars. He actually did both. <laughs> yeah. He did both. Okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think that Harry Potter is very easy to play, and it's very challenging to me, and that's why yeah. I like it. I mean, Star Wars is too, but it's more of like a mental challenge to me. You know, it's like okay, there's all these flaps in there, you know, and it's, yeah. it's really technicalities makes you think. You know, yeah. and it's, it's really cool to play. You know. And I got all my little kids, you know, that I teach, oh, Miss Susie, I want to play Star Wars. I want to play, you know, Harry Potter. And, and so I have to take that difficult score and transpose it so it's yeah. really easy for them to play, you know. And I make now, when you're work, playing, so they love it. When you're playing, when is it that you know that you're in the zone? <laughs> Again, I'm You're so- <laughs> Uh, when the lights go down, um, or when if I'm at a wedding and you know it, it's you know an hour before and I'm at the prelude, I mean I'm I'm in my zone. Doesn't mean I mean you have to when you're at a professional level, you know you're 
paper can go flying or whatever. You just have to, you know, go with the moment. But my papers never really go flying because I always keep prepared. I always put clips on everything or I memorize the set or, you know, um, like I said, I always prepare for worst-case scenarios. So, yeah, you know, right. come up to me and they say, okay, we're, we're starting late. I still continue playing when they tell me that because I don't want to, you know, take away from the event. So I'm always in the zone. There you I go. always have to be. She you is know, Toby, everyone. You or, you know, you just have to put, your, like I said, you got to put your game face on. That's right. Susie is no longer Susie the Wedding Fiddler. She is Susie the Closer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's what I got to go by now. So now I have one question for myself. Um, now, do you do what my brother does when you start to get into a, a – of certain flow where you know that it's really good and that you're actually hitting everything on the right spots and the score and close your eyes like he does. Cause every time Christopher sings, if he starts to sound good, do you notice he's, he closes his eyes and he tilts his head? <laughs> I love your brother. Um, I do. Uh, and I miss your brother. Um, um, Let's see. I do to a certain extent, yes, or I get in the groove and I, you know, kind of sway a little bit. And I don't mean to keep going back to the Temptations, but we were recording and I had to, because re- I like to move and I like to tap my foot. And I had to really, 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 really convince myself not to tap my foot because I got a mic on my foot, you know, because they could hear yeah. that vibration. So I had to really compose myself. You know, here I'm with the Temptations, you know, belting out their hits and I'm like, I can't tap my foot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, my, we were all bobbing our heads, you know, but we couldn't like really, t- you know, um, tap our foot. But I more, I'm more of like a, I feel the music, so I like sometimes I close my close yeah. my eyes. Um, but I'm more of like a toe tapper, you know, to, or you know, I get down yeah. and dig in the bow, that you know, sway around. That, that's how kind of fiddle players or violinists try to express their feelings. You know what you should do before you get into the next gig, if you're working like, you know, in another orchestra type setting before, uh-huh. every, you know, after everyone gets set and they sit down, you should just turn everybody and be like, okay, everyone, hold on and turn around and reach for your chalk, your chalk powder, and then toss it you up in the air like LeBron James. <laughs> and then sit down and say, okay. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> of course you might want to do that you know where you can have some you know you know i guess some little something for your handsome whites because you don't want to be dropping your violin no 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 you're funny <laughs> no we never want to drop our instruments that would be detrimental yeah and I've, I've actually got a question for you too uh what's uh i was wondering um you know when when you've got time at home and you're you know, you're chilling back and having your time. What's uh, a, a new show or a show that you've been watching that you're looking forward to, like maybe a new season or it's coming out or a renew? Uh, what's what's the show that you're looking forward to? You know what? I hate to admit this, but I like The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. I, I, that's one of my shows. Or what is it? The um, I like the, uh, the, um, the Do-It-Yourself channel. So I just yeah. like go on or like flip their house or whatever, you know, um, whatever those shows are. There's so many yeah. out there. Or stream like, uh, what is that? I can't remember the name of it, but where they do like extreme like decks and stuff. I mean, I just, yeah. I just watch, I love that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I find myself watching that every once in a while too. And then spending about eight hours and then be like, man, I got to eat. I <laughs> It gets addicting. You sit there for one episode, or they have like a marathon that day. I'm like, uh oh, I guess I'm gonna be yeah. stuck in front of the TV for eight hours. You start looking at your house, you know, a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, like you, man, I should <laughs> take that wall out. But it's a low bearing wall, so like you know, right. what uh, Chip and Joe would do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you uh, upset that Chip and Joe's last season is this year? Yes, I am. And I also like that other show, was it Flipping Vegas or something? And I guess they got divorced yeah. or whatever. I, I watched that a yeah. lot. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a very yeah. competitive industry, and uh, there's it's, been a lot of people who actually separate from that. But you know who one person is that also this might be a, a career after you know you you get done you know being famous and touring everywhere and making those albums with Harry Potter and Star Wars and uh, work with the Temptations. But you know who else yeah. is a former musician who flips houses? Vanilla Ice. Absolutely. Yep. I do watch that. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, I do. Watch, I watched that for the first time the other day. I'm like, who, I know who that guy is. Because I go, Ice. I'm like, that is Vanilla Ice. Oh, wow, that's funny. I that's weird seeing I, him actually do physical labor. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see him dance in the kitchen to Ice Ice Baby. You know, like he's yeah. actually just like working. The next thing you know, he just starts dancing in place. <laughs> like maybe he's putting oh, on the countertop or he's painting the wall or something. Hey, but this, this remember, it's not dun 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 dun. It's dun 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 dun. That's what he said. With a nail gun. <laughs> well, you know, I, I heard him that. in an interview. Do that with the rhythm of the nail gun. Maybe, maybe there's art. I heard him in an interview on the Dan Patrick Show on, uh, uh, I guess it's uh, Podcast One in NBC, Fox Sports, and all that. But uh, he actually went on there and spoke about his show. And one of the things that he said that got him out of that lawsuit was the fact that he actually purchased the rights and ownership of that song. And ended up buying a few more songs, and that's what has yeah. kept him making money. He says he makes about twenty to thirty million dollars a year just from that one song. Yes, that's very important um, in in anything you do. Um, that's why I always tell you know, if I mentor somebody, I always register, license your songs, even if it's an idea. You don't know who's going to steal it. You know. Yeah. So, right. Just like I got the idea from, you know, my company, Susie, the wedding fiddler from the Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer, I have, I mean, that's copyrighted, it's licensed, it's my domain, so nobody can take it. Kind of the same thing. You have to protect, you know, your brand. Absolutely. And actually, kind of funny, because I do have a question, one last question for you before we let you go. That came from one of our listeners. Let's see my phone it up right now. If you could choose to play in a movie, doing what you do, but also as just like, you know, one I guess one of the casting individuals where you have maybe a one liner or two lines, would you rather be in an Adam Sandler movie or would you rather be in a Jason Sudeikis movie? An Adam Sandler movie, of course. I love him. I just love his movie. Yeah. I would love to work with him. Yeah, I think that would be a, a pretty good choice, too, because you got so many different options. You have so many different celebrities on the set. And then, of right. course, you know, with Jason Sudeikis, you may have that, too, but Adam Sandler has his own entourage. So that would be right. a, yeah. a pretty way to see people, you know, like Donkey from Shrek and David Spade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> or Drew Barrymore. Um, Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, Susie, thank you again for coming on our JK podcast. We enjoyed having you. Again, we look forward to uh, having you on the next podcast, if it's in person or if it's over the phone. Either way, we enjoy talking to you. Sure, absolutely. I enjoy you all, too. I'm, I'm glad that you're successful and, you know, have me on anytime you want. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Susie. And to let everybody know where we can find you, and uh, we love you too. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Susie uh, the Wedding Fiddler or Ridge to Grass, or on my website, uh, com. I'm currently uh, redoing my blog, so I will give you information on that. Um, or you can tweet me at Susie the Wedding Fiddler or... Or I, I'm sorry, it's the Wedding Fiddler on my Twitter account, and then or Roots to Grass. I got a Twitter on there. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you can also find her on iTunes. Download that iTunes, new album. She just right and Amazon.com, CD Baby, and CD Universe. Absolutely, download it, listen to it, and uh, yep. keep on going. 
and listen to Miss Susie Shorta. She's going to be traveling through the next month and going into next year uh, at some good locations. We'll post those on our JK podcast page. And then, of course, get ready, you know, Japan and Scotland and the European area on her tour because she's coming for you. Yep. And don't let her be fooling you. Miss Susie does have a good after party. Yes, and I like I said, I gotta brush up on my Japanese. I mean, I, I guess I gotta do that Rosetta Stone quick <laughs> series to, you know. Yeah. As long as you bow a lot. Sayonara means goodbye, but well, how do you say hello in J- Japanese? I don't know. That's all we're gonna have today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I guess the. Uh, I, I know. I know. I know I'm, I was uh, trying to, you know, I, I want to go to Japan myself. It's it's big because of the uh, cars and the anime and stuff like that. But that's another story for myself. But but I know that uh, um, Amata Yoshi is Are You Serious? So okay. that's about all I know right now. <laughs> well, I have to write I know what Saki is. for that. Okay. You know what Saki is? Yeah, we all know who yeah, Saki is. I would be. <laughs> I would be like uh, Tom Cruise on The Last Samurai. I'd just walk around, yeah. and, you know, drunk because all I know is to say is sake. <laughs> sake. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Well, Susie, again, thank you for joining us on the JK Podcast. And again, we look forward to having you on next time. And good luck. Continue on rocking well, out. Thank, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Jesse and Kyle. Yes, yes, definitely. Alrighty, people, that was Miss Susie Short on the JK podcast, one of our favorite, uh, you know, interviews that we have that comes on. She's definitely one of the most energetic people that you could meet. I've met her in person. Like I said, she's got a great after party. Uh, we won't go into details. That's one of those things that you want to leave, you know, buried. <laughs> but uh, we got some pretty good topics. Uh, one of the things was uh, Kyle really wanted to kind of talk a little bit about um, – was basically being able to talk about the Odyssey, the Star Wars story. It's a fan film that uh, someone is making. Yeah. It's coming out. So we have a, a little bit of time, about 20 minutes left in the podcast. But Kyle, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so uh, what's cool is this is kind of hitting home. This is in uh, some some guys and, and girls that uh, are college students, film students, like Nick Edmondson that we had um, that is based here in Atlanta that we're going to try to have back on our reunion uh, December 4th uh, mm-hmm. podcast, but this is really interesting to me. Um, this is called Odyssey, a Star Wars fan film. It's on Kickstarter. It is fully, fully funded, and this is why. So it's a team of film students in Georgia is raising money for Odyssey, a fan film about a rebel recon mission gone horribly wrong. So it's created by Mark Alex Voigt. It's got 118 backers. You can go in there and check it out. Just uh, I, I simply searched it up. You just type in Star Wars space and then Odyssey. It'll come right up. So the 12000 was their goal on Kickstarter. They've got $14,426,000. So it says this is a little story on it, and they've got some cool little animation, a short little thing on it, and a preview. It says, ever wondered what it would be like to see Stormtroopers in a film like Saving Private Ryan? This is as close as we get. Odyssey is a war film set in the Star Wars universe. Our goal is for this project is to show you that the gritty and intense struggle that rebel squads faced in the years before the Death Star. So the story follows a young rebel named Quinn on his first recon mission outside of training. When Quinn makes a decision to ignore his orders of not intervening in a civilian affairs, the situation goes from bad to worse. The small six-man reconnaissance squad must fight for their lives and beliefs as both are threatened and all about battle with Imperial forces. And there's some really good animation on here. There's some good pictures mm-hmm. of their battle, what's going to go on. Um, also, you can find it on Google too. You type it in Odyssey yeah. Star Wars fan film and it'll pop up with some trailers, some behind the scenes on there. It looks like as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good in depth right here. So um, it's a great breakdown. It shows a green screen, uh, with the Millennium Falcon, you can meet the team. They they all go to SCAD, which is Savannah um, School right there for arts. They've also got an outreach right here in Atlanta, uh, 
a uh, second school for some right. so it's really neat. art and design yep so it's a it's a good good thing here so it, it's just really cool how it ties in and it, it it's filmed as in like it's scarif territory like on the planet so that's kind of mm-hmm. kind of, i wanted to bring that up because it's kind of tying in to, to some when, of the the rogue one the rogue movie. one yeah and then going so it's forward. like the pre-pre rogue one so yeah. it's basically how they were failing you know or struggling during that time what made them all vote no and then have the rebellion within the rebellion yeah that's pretty cool definitely hats off to the guys over there from kickstarter for being able to do something like that and get us all something we can enjoy and also star wars coming out this december we're all excited about as well yes so now we have uh you know we call it the faller of things but stranger things has recently just been re-released for a second season already been renewed before the second season came out for a third season and I've watched a couple episodes. I know Kyle's kind of got a little bit farther into that particular, you know, show. But man, what a great story! Yeah, they continue to knock it out of the park. Oh yeah, it's very phenomenal. Um, you know, the whole cast, even Millie, mm-hmm. she you know plays Elle. She's been on multiple shows. Mm-hmm. All the kids have been on the shows. We've seen them grow up a little bit. So right. it almost has that feel of. I would say Game of Thrones because you grow with them. Yeah. Or in those series, you know, it's really magical even off screen. And their their I guess fandom has grown more, yes. I guess so which you could say like a Drew Barrymore because yeah. you don't have just the one season or slash movie comparison. But you also have, you know, the second season has come out now and now you have a third. And so these kids are growing up. You know, and, and the question is is that even though they have so much that they can do the writing doesn't seem to have a low point in this season and every yeah. episode just keeps pulling you in. Yeah. Like does. the last season, but even more so now. And what's really neat in this second season is it starts off kind of, kind of slow, mm-hmm. but not as slow as the first season because right. they're doing this introduction. Mm-hmm. So in the second, the first second part of the season, I'd say up to like, you know, episode two and a half to three, that makes sense. Right. It's more of, okay, it's been accelerated. You see what happens with Elle because, of course, everyone knows she's still there, so that's not really a Looking for her mother and everything. Yeah. But right. when you told me that they were coming out and confirming with season three, it made sense to me because out of nowhere, it shows Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and these kids between the ages of like 20 to 25 you know, robbing a store and escaping the police because someone else has L's powers. So what's going on with that and how does that connect? So that's going to be really cool to see what's going to happen there. You know, I was thinking about this too, and I was kind of wondering why Netflix hasn't thought about possibly doing this or have done this. Um, you know, most TV shows that they release right before the next season, they'll release the DVDs. Or Blu-rays. Yeah, I would like to see Netflix put out a complete series when the show funny is completed. You mentioned that because they have. They have. They have a cool little new thing. It's a uh, a full complete season one fandom uh, thing where it has uh, tapes, VHS tape uh, box decorated, and it has the slide out of the first season. With That's the, pretty with cool. The so it's really neat. Yeah, I got a little collector's well, thing. Making that money every way, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but definitely, that, that show has definitely taken Netflix by storm. It's gotten them oh, yeah. raves and reviews to where more people are subscribing. And they are upping their fees, but I believe it's to make the quality of the shows better and to yeah. put out something more and to make it a more affordable way and get oh, yeah. these big stars that we want to see play and, yeah. and do more on. So another thing, too, that we have um, going on is we talked about next uh, – uh, or I'm sorry, this December – you know, it's our one-year episode, so we actually have some pretty cool plans. Kyle kind of spilled a little bit of the, the hint there for everybody, but we definitely do want to have more guests. Yeah, uh, It's going to be a special two-hour event. Uh, we're going to have a lot of people coming back. We're going to have hopefully some newer guests that comes on and kind of wish us that one-year anniversary. And then, of course, we also have some other things, too, that we're going to be doing. But I think um, basically, and I saw this on my time hop, Kyle, actually two days ago, uh, a year ago, is when I put on Facebook about possibly doing a podcast. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It gave then, me chills, man. That was yeah, great. I know. I was like, man, it's been that long. I can't believe it's been <laughs> over a year. Now, yeah. I know that sounds very young for most people, but when you do it, like we've done, 
and we've done, you know, essentially two, three episodes a month. Yeah. Um, and we've done it for now a year and we're on episode 27 now. That, yeah. That's a, that's an accomplishment. Oh yeah, it is. It's just a milestone and we're both, I know we're both pretty proud. We both are shaking our legs over here because we're anxious. We are. We're anxious. We're excited. We, we have so much stuff that we're going to be working on for you guys and gals. We have a, a exciting uh, guest list that we're running through. Miss Susie Short, I know it would be awesome to have on the show. Hopefully we do get her, you know, and that would be awesome to see her live. Yeah. And maybe I'm have actually, her play something. Yeah, I'm actually going to try to get a hold of these guys with that Odyssey. Mm-hmm. See when it's actually going to be out. Follow them. Yep. See this fan fan film come out. It's going to be really impressive. Awesome. Really, they have full suits. They have everything. I think it definitely will be something to be looking out for. And then, of course, also, too, we have a few more people that we're going to try and get into the studio just Chris. to kind of visit. Uh, yeah, Chris yeah. would be an awesome get back again. Uh, you know, John Grimes would be good to have back on the show. Yeah. And then, of course, we have a few others, too. Um, Ryan, I know, would be all in oh, to yeah. have him come on and, and do things. So we have a few uh, people that we're talking about bringing into. And then we have a couple more that we're going to actually have. We have a friend of mine that's named Joe. And uh, we'd love to have him come on and actually do some things, Yeah, uh, you know, with us and, and kind of guest and, and talk some stuff. Joe's actually pretty entertaining. He's very uh, right on. He's a ladies man. <laughs> Joe is definitely a womanizer, but he's also one of the most genuine people that you'll meet. He's very passionate about things in the sense that he's full of life and joy. So I think it'd be kind of yeah. cool to have him on and talk about some of good. this pop culture stuff that he does love. Um, and I think in his alter ego, um, he probably thinks of himself as a samurai. He probably does. So he was the official, he called himself <laughs> Samurai Joe. So I think he was, you know, claiming that before Samurai Jack. So That's great. it's definitely good to see, you know, Joe um, definitely kind of wanting to come on and, and, and guest with us on the podcast as well. Um, I know there's some other things that Connor are working on. Uh, we're talking about uh, some things because our uh, annual contract is coming up with Blog Talk Radio. We'll keep y'all posted on that and seeing, uh, you know, if we want to stay or make a move, we'll definitely let y'all know. But uh, right now, it looks like we're sticking and staying in place with Blog Talk, which has been loyal to us for years. So yeah, we'll definitely keep that into consideration. But uh, also, we talked about Stranger Things. You know, Kyle, I know I was working on Halloween, so if I yeah. did get some candy. Oh, good. I made sure good, I had some good, candy. Good. <laughs> so, how do you? Oh, and one thing we did at work too was we actually had like this pumpkin carving contest. Yeah, I remember you telling me that went really good. Yeah, it it did. We named our pumpkin Penny, <laughs> and we painted it and made it look like it. Oh yeah, I remember. It was super spooky. It was very super spooky. It looked just like the. It was like the face of it, and inside we had a bunch of Barbie doll heads inside, like you think, you know, yeah. really awesome. But we lost. Really? Out of all the pumpkins that were carved, there were some that were decorated like they were eating donuts, and their miniature pumpkins were donuts. Then they had some that weren't even cut out that had scratches on them with the glued on or pasted on sunglasses or mustache. (laughs) And then there were some that had like a, uh, not graffiti, but like confetti cut out hair and just, you know, drawn on with a marker or marker pen or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, you know. But ours, I thought, was the best looking one. And we didn't get it. So who got it? It was another shift. <laughs> that one that I think should be disqualified. <laughs> it, this this type of loss, ladies and gentlemen, for the, to me. It's going to bother you, man, for a It's going to bother me for the rest of the time. It's this comparison to the Tom Brady Raider game Ooh. of the tuck roll. Oh, you know, I, it looked like bad. we had it in the bag, like it was a fumble. We just closed it out, we recovered. Next thing you know, there's a flag on the play, and it's oh. basically, you know, he wasn't fumbling; it, he was tucking it back in. He wasn't in full motion, and in this sense, Penny deserved to win. Yeah, the pumpkin, Penny the pumpkin deserved to win, <laughs> but instead now she's sulking down at Starbucks, having a pumpkin spice latte, thinking about things and how to change her life. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so another shift one. They so she's so she's also basically a um, carnivore. She is a carnivore. Yeah, she is a carnivore. Um, yeah, she's she uh, alive, man. I just hope she doesn't go the way of Britney Spears, <laughs> and she marries you know her agent pumpkin. Yeah. And then has a kid. Oh and then, man. You know, just 
has to go play in Vegas for the yeah. rest of her days. <laughs> I mean, it's just oh. Yeah, it was very upsetting. It was almost, you know what? It was more upsetting to me that Penny lost than it was the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. Ooh. Now I know it's on another level for you. Yes, it is. Um, I actually were having, or was having different kinds of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what's cool is, uh, uh, you listeners out there, uh, Jesse is, is cool. He's got uh, a really cool shirt. Um, he, he's a oh, big yeah. fan of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> but what's cool is uh, he at his house he has a lot of Batman posters. He's a huge Batman fan. He is oh, yeah. Batman. That's right. So uh, what's really cool is um, he also loves the show Sons of Anarchy, which he's gotten me into. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've really taken off with it and binge-watched uh, loving it. And he has this cool shirt that says Sons of Arkham. And it has um, oh, the Sons of Gotham original or something. Yeah. yeah, and it says Sons of Arkham Gotham original. Yeah, and uh, so it's got it's the best shirt for him. It, it's uh, really cool. It's got the Joker with a uh, 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 thirty-five revolver and a and a bomb like Bomberman style. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, young and reckless man. Right. That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it looks like a Reaper version of. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. On the exactly. front of it. It's really so with cool. bones instead of a normal face. So it actually yeah. is one of my favorites. My friend Micah actually, uh, I consider him like a brother. He actually gave it to me yeah. for my birthday one year, and I thought it was awesome. And I wear it like almost all the time. Yeah. I mean, there could be laying all over, and I would still wear it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely one of the awesome <clears> things. And then, of course, you know, there's been other shirts that I have are pretty cool, but I think this yeah. is probably my favorite one by far. We'll probably end up. Uh, you know, since you know I'm in graphic design and stuff, we'll probably just take another picture of it, mm-hmm. and I'll just get different. I'll surprise you and get like different colored shirts, and then or even like this one, mm-hmm. and I'll just print them out for you and make different ones. You can design them in teardrop tattoo peel-ons. Yeah, so we can put them on. <laughs> be awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, just little teardrops, have it go down the side of the face. That's it. You know, or maybe on the inner eye. Nobody has one on the inner <laughs> eye. That's where tears really come. That's when it gets serious. Yeah. You can't take a, a gangster serious if it's on the outside. But if it's on the inside, you know he's done some shit. Yeah, that's it. That's, that, that's what it is. Teardrop tattoo <laughs> on the inside. Don't act a fool. Yeah. And you'll be put down real cold. Yeah. That rhymed. It did. There you go. <laughs> Dropping rhymes and dimes, people. That's, that's what it. we do at the JK Podcast. But that's it, man. That's all the time we have on this podcast. Look forward for us. We'll have another podcast coming out in the next week or two. And then, of course, our one-year anniversary coming up on 12-4. Right. I have to see if Kyle's going to take me out for dinner for our anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll definitely have an awesome show for y'all. We'll definitely be leaking out some things on what we have coming up. Uh, and we'll be on that podcast. It'll be a special two-hour event versus our 30-to-hour typical podcast. Yeah. Uh, but this, we always talk about pop culture. Yep. So what are we always, Kyle? Hey, we're just kidding. And we're always on the fly. That's it. All right. Join us again soon. Follow us on JK Podcast at Facebook. Find us on iTunes Podcast. Also on yeah, on CastBox, Castbox on Box Android. Too. And then you can also find us online on blogtalkradio.com backslash JK Podcast 101. You can email us to a JK Podcast at Gmail and listen in, download, subscribe our, our episodes over and over and over. They are the orgasm for your ear. That's it. There you go. From all of us to you. You're guessing. You're guessing. There we go. JK Podcast. (laughs) Thanks, guys, guys and gals. I said guys twice again. I do that all the time. But thank you, all listeners across the world, for listening to the JK Podcast. And thank you to Matt Bankston and his band for this avalanche.